Welcome to the Leaders Toolkit Podcast, episode 18. Hi, I'm Tracy, the Director of Catalyst Support here at Giant. This podcast is for all types of team leaders in any industry or organization size. Whether you're the owner of a small company, a middle manager, a director, an employee leading a small team of three, four, or five people, or you lead a worldwide company, this podcast is for you. Here's the deal. Being good at your job often leads to leadership roles, but just because you're good at your job doesn't necessarily mean you're good at leading people. That's a separate skill set. In other words, the skills that made you successful in your field may not have included team leadership. That's where this podcast comes in. If you struggle with managing tasks, time, conflict, or motivating your people, we're here to help. Our goal is to equip team leaders with the skills to master the art of leading a team. Each episode will be concise, providing you with hacks, tips, tricks, tools, wisdom, and encouragement. Tune in and share with other team leaders you know. Together, let's build healthy, high-performing teams that change the world. Let's empower you to be a team leader worth following. Welcome back, everyone. We are on a journey of becoming leaders worth following, and I hope you've enjoyed it along the way. Uh, We have been setting up uh, tools and content so that you can become healthy yourself as a leader. And we're at that point, really, where it's time to start thinking about our teams and how we can implement what we're learning into our everyday life with our teams. And so I brought in an expert and a friend of mine um, all around mindset. So Kevin DeShazo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tracy. That's the first time you've called me a friend. No, that is not true. That is not (laughs) true. No, Kevin and I actually get to work pretty closely together just because we're both in Oklahoma City and both in the giant office. And so tell tell our listeners a bit about what you do. Yeah, I so I I run a company called Better uh, is kind of the main work that I do. It's it's uh, part of the giant world, part of the giant family. Uh, we do sports performance. And so we are uh, focused on the mindset, leadership, and performance of leaders and teams in the sports world. Most of that work takes place uh, in the college athletic system. A lot of it's in the high school sports as well. Um, but I do that with with Jeremy Kubitschek and a guy named Seth Kindig, all part of the giant family. Obviously, you're, you're aware of Jeremy. Um, but we, we take some of the giant tools and some of our own stuff that we've been creating um, to really unlock the potential of, of leaders and teams in sports. And so we work with um, programs like the University of, of Oklahoma, working with their football team and a lot of their other teams, um, Florida State University, Louisville, college football playoff. Um, again, just trying to invest in um, leaders in sports to help them figure out how they can be at their best. And again, with the way they think, their mindset, the way they lead themselves, other people, and ultimately to unlock their performance. Mm, love it. Love it. That's why I brought Kevin DeShazo along today because I want to talk about mindset. Actually, I want Kevin to talk about mindset since that's the world that he's in. Um, So Kevin, on this podcast, we've been learning these tools for the leader themselves, and I've been encouraging them to use these uh, tools mainly on themselves for now. But at this point in the podcast, we're going to branch out. We're going to start implementing what we're learning into our everyday life with our teams. So can you just cover mindset. Tell us what we need to to know as a leader and then how to integrate that into uh, the members of our teams. Yeah. So I think mindset is the key to all of it. 
right? The way that you think ultimately drives the way that you act, your, your actions, your words, your behaviors, and those things drive your outcomes, your outcome in relationship, your outcomes in work, your outcomes in performance. And so if you're struggling in any of those things, that probably means you don't have the right actions, the right words, the right behaviors. Well, if you don't have the right actions, words, or behaviors, it's because you're not having the right thoughts. And so if we want to get better as a leader, if we want to get better as a team, um, we have to start with the way that we think. And that, that goes two ways. Number one, the way that you think about yourself. And we talk a lot about this idea of limiting beliefs. And the way you think about yourself determines how you're going to lead yourself. And so if you think, oh, I'm, I'm never going to be good enough, I'm always going to screw this up, nobody's going to listen to me, I don't know why I'm even in the room, that's going to impact your actions, right? You're going to, you're going to walk into the room um, with bad body language, with bad um, communication, with, uh, with accidental effort. And that's going to impact every outcome you have in those moments. So you have to learn to call yourself up to think better about yourself. And that's not an ego thing. It's not a pride thing. It's just acting like you belong, believing that you are the leader that your team needs, believing that you are the teammate that your team needs. And so to take some time each morning, I, I have a morning routine to call myself up um, so that I can be secure and confident and humble, secure in knowing who I am. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Again, not out of ego. It's just that I don't need to find my validation in the approval of other people. That can be an addictive drug that leads to um, a lot of self-destruction. I want to be confident in knowing what I bring to the table. Okay? I, I know what I'm good at. I know the value that I can add but I also want to show up with the humility to say, I always have room to grow. I always want to be learning from others and serving other people. So if you can lead yourself in such a way that you show up being secure, humble, and confident every day, that gives you the chance to be at your best, to have better actions, to communicate in a better way. But then you have to think about your team. How you think about your team determines how you lead your team. So what do I mean by that? If, if you, let's say you've got Jeff on your team. I was like, man, Jeff's always so negative. He's so difficult. What you've done is you've limited your ability to effectively lead Jeff because you don't believe the best in Jeff. If you've decided he's difficult, you're never going to give him your best attention, your best energy, your best effort, your best investment, your best communication, which means Jeff is actually going to become difficult. And so how we think about other people impacts our actions towards other people, which is going to ultimately impact our outcome with that person. And so as a leader, we always have to be believing the best in the people that we are leading. We have to see potential in them when they may not even see potential in themselves. We have to believe in them when they may not even believe in themselves. And so in the midst of, of stressful, chaotic, busy seasons, as a leader, every time you enter the room, you have to be reminding yourself that you trust the people that you're leading, that you believe in the people that you're leading, because you, your energy in that room matters. And the people that you're leading, they're going to feed off of your energy. They know how you feel about them. Whether you say it or not, they can feel how you feel about them. And so you have to walk into conversations, walk into meetings, believing the best about the person across from you. Because here's kind of what, what really happens with the brain. Here's why this stuff really matters. Um, I've been kind of consumed with the brain over the last two or three years because it just fascinates me. Um, you know, athletes talk about it all the time, mental resilience, mental performance, mental toughness, and, and how the mental game uh, is just as important as the physical part of being an elite athlete. But mindset is not just an athlete thing. It's a human thing, right? The mind impacts all of us. As a man thinks, so he is. So here's what I, what's fascinating to me about the brain. So for a long time, uh, they have thought that the brain was fixed. Like it just is what it is. You can't change it. You can't impact it. What they've discovered over the last several years is that the way you think changes your brain. 
So what that looks like practically, if you have a negative thought, it damages your brain. A negative thought damages your brain's ability to function the way it's designed to function. It's going to make you less reasonable, less logical, less calm, uh, less positive. And you're going you're gonna to be moodier, more emotional. You're going to be negative. You're going to be worried. You're going to be distracted. And so your brain's not going to perform at its best, which means you're more likely to have another negative thought which is gonna make gonna limit your brain even more. And it becomes this vicious cycle. And this is what frankly is happening with a lot of leaders today, a lot of teams today, a lot of people today, is they spend so much time um, engaging in negative thoughts that they're just more likely to think those thoughts again because they're limiting their brain's ability to be positive. And where focus goes, energy flows. So the more you focus on a negative thing, the more you're gonna have negative thoughts, right? Let's, let's say um, if I just got a new car, let's say I just got, uh, I just bought a new Tesla. Well. I rarely see Teslas on the road, but now as soon as I buy one, it's the only car I see. It's the same way with our thoughts, right? The more you have a negative thought, the more likely, likely you are to have another negative thought. On the flip side, when you have a positive thought, it actually restores and rebuilds and strengthens your brain. So positive thoughts um, increase your brain's ability to be logical, to use reason, to be creative, to be confident, to be calm. And we know that all those things are going to cause us to have better, healthier, more positive actions, which give us better outcomes in the world. And so the more positive thoughts you have, the stronger your brain gets, which means it's more likely you're going to have another positive thought, strengthen your brain more, and that becomes um, a healthy thought cycle. The beauty of, of thoughts is like they're a choice, right? Most people are negative because they practice being negative. And they wouldn't say like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? Like, do you practice being positive? No. Okay, well, then you're practicing being, being negative because we're not going to be positive on accident. Our, our default is, is to go towards the negative, go towards the stressful. That's just kind of how people operate. And so to be positive is a choice. And the way I kind of think of it is, um, let's say we go to a restaurant and I'm going to look at the menu and there's all these options. I'm not going to find and, and select the, the thing that's going to be the worst, Right? I'm not going to pick the worst tasting thing on the menu and choose to have a miserable experience. No, I'm going to look through the menu and say, what looks the best? What do I think I'm going to enjoy the most? What's going to give me the best experience at this meal? I'm going to select uh, that food option. Thoughts are the same way. Right? We have a menu of thoughts. Negative thoughts are always on the menu, but so are positive thoughts. And just because we have a negative thought doesn't mean we have to believe that thought. We can always choose a better thought. And, and our brains have... They're large, they have this crazy capacity, but our, our brains are pretty dumb. They believe whatever we tell them. And if that's true, that means we have to tell our brain better things, which means we have to choose positive thoughts, which means we have to train ourselves to be more positive. Your, your mindset is a muscle, and the more you, you build it, um, the stronger it becomes. The more you ignore it, the weaker it becomes. And so I think the question I would ask leaders or people listening to this is like, think about how you think. Right? Is your mindset working for you or is it working against you? And, and if you want things to get better in your relationships, in your work, in your productivity, if you want things to get better just for you individually, it all hinges on the way that you think. Mm, okay. Thank you. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, let's take your example of, was it Jeff at the beginning of the, I think you said the, word, uh, yeah. the name Jeff. Jeff the jerk. Yeah. Yep. So let's say he really is not competent or he really is causing drama or friction in your team. You can think positively all day long, but what do we do with Jeff? Let's talk about that when we come back. Love it.
Leaders, we recognize the demands of your busy schedule and the value of fresh perspectives to drive your team's progress. That's where Giant steps in. As the leader in leadership development, we boast a worldwide network of over a thousand certified coaches, our esteemed guides. With their expertise in workshops, one-on-one coaching, team sessions, and training, they'll empower you to take your teams to new heights. Our guides work hand-in-hand with you to optimize team performance and cultivate a culture of success. Connect with us today at the leaderstoolkitpodcast.com slash guide and let us pair you with the ideal giant guide in your geographical or industry area. All right. Welcome, everyone. I have my friend, Kevin DeShazo, with me today. We're talking all about mindset. So, uh, Kevin, we talked about, or you mentioned this Jeff example. What if Jeff is a jerk? What if he does cause uh, mischief around the office? What if you're trying to lead him and he's not um, he's, he's not changing at all, even if you do all the things, right? What, what do you do? Yeah, I think first off, when we're talking about mindset, one is you want to believe the best in Jeff. Um, let's assume just ground level that he doesn't realize he's being negative, doesn't realize that he's causing issues, or if he is, we have to believe there's something driving it. Um, because I've, I've not met people who are healthy people who just show up each day and choose to create chaos and stress and frustration and disconnect for people around them. People do that, but it's as a result of them being insecure, um, as a result of them being immature, it could be self-preservation. They're trying to prove themselves. They're afraid of losing something. Um, so I think I always want to look at why someone is acting the way they are. I can, I can judge the actions or I can figure out what's actually causing it. And if, if my mindset is I want to believe the best in the people that I lead or the people that I work with, if I want to fight for their highest good, then I have to actually believe in their highest good. So I think one is just having a conversation. Say, hey, Jeff, let's, let's talk. And like things are not, not going great. Like here's what I'm seeing from you. I don't know if you realize you're doing this. Um, but you're, you're losing influence and I care too much about you to not have the conversation and just let you to continue to lose influence and, and cause some drama and frustration on the team. Cause I'm sure you don't want that. Um, and I, and, and I think people, it, we struggle to have these, these conversations of, of accountability, of confrontation. Um, I think that's actually the kind thing to do. Um, we talk a lot about leaders being kind in today's world. Well, kindness is actually speaking the truth and love to people. Kindness is holding people accountable um, because if, if we know Jeff is doing this and we say, well, he'll figure it out. Or if we just keep talking about Jeff, like, man, when's Jeff going to figure this out? He always does this. Jeff's not going to figure it out. He doesn't know. Um, or he's too stuck in this, this negative thought loop, right, to, to get himself out of it. And so if we know someone is doing something and we continue to allow it to happen, it's now our fault. It's now our problem. We have to take responsibility once we see what's happening. So I think to come alongside him again, to fight for his highest good, say, hey, Jeff, you know, you're, you're, you should be this kind of teammate. Um, you should be operating up here at, a, at an eight or a nine, whatever it may be. And you're down here at like a four or a five. You're, you're good at the job, but you're just, it feels like there's just constantly tension between you and people. There's constantly frustration. And a lot of it just feels like a negative attitude. What's going on? Like, is there something going on? Is there something we can help with? Um, do you realize that you're doing this? Is this the influence that you want to be having? And give people a chance to explain. Um, and if they if they genuinely see it, then it's like, awesome, we can get better, right? If they're responsive and not resistant, it's like, okay, we can work with that. Like, well, the reason we're having the conversation is because we do want you to get better. And it's not a, hey, Jeff, get better. It's, hey, Jeff, this is happening. Um, how can we help? 
let's figure out a plan together. You don't just drop the bomb on them and say, good luck. It's, hey, no, I'm partnering with you to help you. Um, this is what mentorship looks like. This is what leadership looks like. Um, because if Jeff has an unhealthy mindset, it's our job as a leader to, to help him develop a healthier mindset. And that takes some time. So we've got to be willing to walk through that with them. Now, if, if Jeff is resistant, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I don't do that. Well, it's because, all right, Jeff, love you, man, but this may not work out. And I, I think we have to be okay, um, This is not to sound harsh or cold, but I think we want to create cultures that are so healthy that we say, look, our culture is for everyone, but it's not for everyone. And if you can't fall in line with what, with what our culture is, that's okay. Nothing's personal. We want to help you find the place where you can go and thrive because this probably isn't going to be it. But to allow people with a toxic mindset um, to continue to infiltrate your team is just inviting chaos. And as leaders, we have to be really protective of, of our greenhouse, right? Of our culture, of our atmosphere. Um, and so one, again, everyone has, has seasons in life where they're not as they should be. So we should have grace for those people in those moments, but be willing to have the conversation to actually step in and fight for them, help them get better if they want to get better. And if they don't, then it becomes an easier conversation. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So listeners, we learned uh, in three episodes back a bit about the support challenge matrix. So when Kevin, you're talking about kindness toward the people that you uh, lead, it's, it, it is kind to bring the challenge when challenge is necessary, right? Yeah, I think, you know, here's, this is a thought that I've, I've had, um, or a conversation I've had with a lot of leaders lately is, again, one, we want leaders to be kind. Well, we, I think we need to redefine what kindness means, um, because kindness isn't um, making you feel comfortable. Kindness isn't letting you continue to screw up without correcting it. Um, now, I think there's a space to let people fail so they can learn and grow, um, but that means you're stepping in to like teach and mentor in those moments of, of failure. Um, but, but kindness is not a leader who caters to your feelings. Kindness is a leader who helps you get better. And they speak the truth in love. And, and they bring healthy challenge when they need to. And they hold people accountable. Um, accountability is, is a hallmark of every great team, whether it's in sports or in business. Accountability is, is, a, is a characteristic of championship teams. And so I think people, we have to ask ourselves, because what, what tends to happen, what I see a lot is a leader holds someone accountable. And none of us like being held accountable. I think we can all, it's okay to admit that, say it doesn't feel great when you messed up and somebody is bringing it up and bringing, bringing that to the surface and saying, hey, this isn't good enough. This has to change. Never feels good. But most people get really defensive and insecure in those moments and they lash out. Why are you being a jerk? Why are you doing this to me? Now you're a toxic boss. Now you're a bully. It's like, no, they're, they're actually just trying to help you get better. Maybe they could have delivered it better. Maybe they could have, could have been more thoughtful in, in how they communicated that, maybe, but also we get to choose our response in those situations. And so what tends to happen is if we have an unhealthy response to challenge or accountability, leaders are going to say, gotcha, all good. You don't, you don't want accountability. I get it. No worries. And then in six months, they're going to fire you. And you're going to say, what for? Well, because you're doing this, 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 and this, and it's been going on now for six months. Why didn't you tell me? Well, I remember I did try to tell you, and you had an unhealthy response. So that we have to decide when do we want accountability, when we have a chance to change our behavior or when it's too late. Hmm. That's great. Okay. So I'm hearing a progression from the beginning of you talking here during this interview. And it, it was, it started to me, you can correct me if I'm wrong, with thoughts, which drive actions, which drive habits, which result in outcomes. Did I miss anything in the progression? Yeah, no, that's right. No, that's a great 
That's great. So thoughts, actions, habits, outcomes, which I love that because it's saying that we actually have some control over our our life, right? Over the the relationships in our life. Well, and and realizing um, everyone wants to change the outcome, but we we usually try to change the habits first Mm. or the actions first. Well, actions and habits are usually a symptom of our mindset. And so when we have a better mindset, the actions will follow suit and the outcomes follow suit. So again, if we start to change the way that you think, when you start to tell yourself, I'm, I'm a positive person, and you start to put positive thoughts into your brain, the only thing that will follow from that are positive actions, which will develop positive habits, which will lead to positive outcomes. So we have to start at the beginning um, and not try to manufacture outcomes out of stress or um, find a shortcut or life hack to whatever outcome we want. It's like it's always going to start with changing the way that you think. Mm-hmm. Okay, some naysayers might go, I've heard the term, and it seems like a newer term, toxic positivity. Can you touch on that? It's a really interesting thing. Um, and I think, I would say that's not positivity. Uh, positivity itself is, it cannot be toxic. Now, a leader who's trying to use it to manipulate, sure, but I wouldn't call that positivity. I would just call that manipulation. But they, but people will call it toxic positivity. And I think being positive, it's not um, being positive is not ignoring reality, mm. right? Nobody's saying like, "Hey, you get diagnosed with cancer, you're like, yes, awesome, what great news." No, it's like, man, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Like that is not the news that I wanted to get for myself or for a loved one, whoever it may be. Like. That's the, you know, being positive is acknowledging that difficulty. It's acknowledging the the reality of a situation, but also saying, "But we can get through it." But I believe better days are ahead. And so positivity, when when you positivity isn't just ignoring the situation because that's 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 abusive. That's manipulative. Um, that's not helpful. That's not positive thinking. Um, I would say actually toxic toxic positivity in the way they they would describe it. That's actually just being manipulative and delusional. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas positive people like they acknowledge like hey things are difficult right now. Like yeah we if you're a, if you're a, a sports team man we've lost four games in a row. Things aren't going as we wanted them to. But I do believe things can get better because if you don't believe that in the moment, things will never get better. Right. And so I, I, I would challenge people to say, hey, when has negativity ever helped a situation? Mm, yeah. It's never helped a relationship. It's never helped an individual. It's never helped a team. It's never helped a company. Um, but a lot of companies, a lot of um, organizations go through negative situations. Positive thinking in those situations is the only way that you give yourself a chance for a better outcome. Doesn't guarantee it because there are no guarantees. But to have a positive, healthy mindset is actually the only way to give ourselves a chance. And even in that, um, you know, I, I would even argue that situations are neutral. Hmm. Our response to them is what makes them positive or negative. Yeah. So, for for example, um, let's let's stick with with sports. Right? There's um, a football team. They've got a game winning drive. They're they're losing. There's two minutes left. They're driving the ball down the field. They have to score a touchdown to win the game. You've got some players who're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't. We're gonna screw it up. What if I? What if I don't catch it? What if I make a bad pass? What if I fumble it? What if I'm not ready? What? Oh my gosh, this is not. And they're freaking out. You've got some players like, "Let's let's go. This is exactly where I want to be. We prepared for this. I want the ball in my hands. Like, let's go see what happens. Let's go see what we can do. It's the same situation. The situation itself is neutral." A response to that situation makes it stressful or full of pressure or a negative situation or a positive situation. 
And in every situation, we get to choose how we respond. We don't always get to choose our circumstances. We always get to choose our response. Mm, Good word. Yes. All right, listeners. So as we're learning to be intentional leaders, mindset is is key. And uh, I agree. Kevin, amazing. Thank you for that. Hey, I want to tell people real quickly about your book. I see it right behind you. Um, You all can't see. We're audio only. But uh, Keep Chopping Wood is this really cool. I would call it a fable. Is that what you you would call it? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. It's a very short book, which I love that. Um, uh, I I read it in an afternoon and uh, tell them about it real quick. Yeah. So during COVID, right? Well, actually I wrote it actually right before COVID shut the world down. I released it in the middle of of COVID. Um, But it's just a short story. And it's about the idea that um, if you want wood for your fireplace in the winter, you don't go out and, and chop wood the morning that it's going to snow. You don't go out and chop wood a week before it's going to snow. You don't go chop wood a month. You've got to do that 9 to 12 to 15 months ahead of time, depending on what kind of wood and, the, and where you live, because that wood has to dry out and season in order to be useful for your fireplace. If you've ever been camping and you try to, to light wet wood, you know that it doesn't work. And so that's the concept um, with with wood for your fireplace as well. It's got to dry out and, and season, which means that you're doing the work way before you need it. You're doing the work when it's not fun, when it's not convenient, when it doesn't make sense. Um, so you have this vision for what you want, but that demands something of you today. Um, that demands that we put the right habits in place, that we do the work um, today to prepare us for tomorrow. So it's just kind of a short story about um, how the process of chopping wood is actually the process of us unlocking our potential um, unlocking the greatness that that lies within us. So, uh, super f- fun little little story. Like I said, it's a, like a thirty minute read. I don't have a long attention span, so I kind of wrote it for myself. Um, I think we've sold thirteen thousand copies uh, around the world, which is which is super fun. I've got a new book that I'm almost ready um, to start talking about, uh, which talks about mindset and talks about overcoming adversity. And so, um, but keep chopping wood is a it's a, a great little read um, for any age. Yes. Yeah. Lots of teams, uh, sports teams and corporate teams are using it just uh, for exercise within their team. So, okay. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where do they go? Yep. So pretty much anywhere online, uh, it's, it's Kevin DeShazo for any social media platform. Um, my personal website is DeShazo.me. Uh, but if you are in the sports world, you want to see what we're doing with Better and the Better system that we've launched, um, which is unbelievably powerful for teams, um, just go to BeBetterLeaders.com. Mm, perfect. Thank you so much, Kevin. Listeners, I hope you found that helpful. I know I did. And uh, we'll keep keep going on this journey. We will catch up with you next time. Calling all organizational and team leaders. At Giant, we recognize your role as catalysts, the linchpins driving positive change within your organizations. As leaders, you have the power to define culture, while subleaders shape subcultures. To ensure the overall thriving of your organization, it's crucial for leaders to prioritize their own well-being. Did you know you can become certified in Giant content? This certification allows you to share the tools and concepts you're learning right here on this podcast with your entire team. By joining our certification program, you gain access to a global community of catalysts and receive support from our HQ team as well. You can enjoy support calls, personalized assistance from our experts, valuable resources, and opportunities to collaborate with team leaders across various industries worldwide. Just visit the leaderstoolkitpodcast.com slash catalyst to learn more about this certification and empower yourself to ignite the change you envision.